nudges and heart nudges. Heart nudges are loving little love taps that's trying to guide you in the right direction where truth bombs come about because you're not listening to the heart nudges. Truth bombs are eye-opening, mind-blowing, soul-awakening words that just resonate in all that you are. They wake you up. And you're changed in the moment of those words. And those words will keep pinging around in your head, keep changing you and shifting your perspective. No matter what, whether it's a truth bomb or a heart nudge, it guides you, it helps change you, it makes you more of who you are. Welcome to another edition of Truth Bombs and Heart Nudges. I am super excited. This, this week we have a special guest who I absolutely adore. Um, I'm certain her name is Heidi. I love her so much. I'm gushing. <laughs> um, anywho, I love you too, Lori. Uh, oh, thank you. Um, and so I think part of the reason that I'm gushing is we've, we've talked before about other things. And what's really exciting for me is Heidi's actually the one that mentioned truth bombs coming out of my mouth and kind of lit this fire in me to start truth bombs and heart nudges. So thank you for that, Heidi. But before we get doing that, um, I am going to let Heidi tell us a little about her. She's got some exciting things going on right now. Ah, well, thank you so much for having this chance to connect with you and share this space. And I am delighted, absolutely delighted uh, to be here. I am Heidi Esther. I'm a joyful purpose mentor and soon to be published author and mama and all that kind of, all that kind of good stuff. And I am on a mission to reach out. If you are a person who is like a people pleaser and you're used to just taking care of everybody and everything else. And it's, it's my, it's, it's my mission to get you to stop and look at your life and, and find what love, joy, and purpose look like on your own terms. And I do that through a bunch of goofy Heidi Esther stuff, playful printables and self-reflections. And I do a lot of storytelling of which we're going to talk about a whole book of those kind of stories today. Yes, we are. And I got to read it last night. I was telling her before we got on here that I couldn't stop reading it. I was legit trying so hard to stay awake just so I could finish it. I couldn't stop. <laughs> it's one of those, like, I can't put it down. Like I, I had to know how it all ends. <laughs> uh, <Couldn't> stop. Ah, <laughs> uh, that is, that is, that is great to hear. That is great feedback for this first time author. Yeah, it is. Um, and, and the one thing I love about Heidi too, is she, she's a truth bomber on herself. Um, she speaks from the heart and it's beautiful and it's what you need to hear. And <laughs> that's why I love her so much. I don't know. We just connected. It was just one of those, those, you know, you meet those one people and just like, there's just something that clicks and Heidi and I were, I feel like we were one of those that just kind of clicked. We just got each other. And yeah. So who knows where this podcast is going to go today yes. because we yes. just bounce off each other. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, uh, yeah, when, when Lori, when you and I met, I just felt like there was this like in, instant connection and instant fast friends. And, uh, it's always, it's always great to, uh, be with people who are heart, heart centered. And so then, you know, that you can cut to the, you can cut to the chase and get into the really 
the really good deep stuff and you know that you're, you're safe and you're going to, uh, learn, always learn something new and, and feel connected and feel seen. Yeah, it's great. I love bouncing off ideas. Um, so with that in mind, so what gave you the idea to write your book? So my book, the short memoir, well, I think it's kind of short for crying out loud. I originally was doing a podcast and I was doing a blog under the name mom sanity. So if you can imagine what that would mean. So I just kind of sharing my true life stories every week of how I am managing to find little nuggets and pieces of joy and all that good stuff through my life. And a lot of it, Lori, you totally get this, that a lot of finding all those nuggets is taking that time to do that self-reflection. And so a like below all my stories, I always have uh, an exercise that kind of like mirrors the journey I went through without having to deal with like the dirty diapers that I had to deal with in the story. And, and it'll take you on a journey to figuring out what that, what that means for you. And like, for example, I would, I would share a story about, I have an Italian greyhound. His name is Elvis. He is my stepdog. He's the most like codependent, nervous, dog on the planet. And he, when I met my wife, who, when I met her first, that's her dog, he would not leave us alone. And he like, literally, if we were on the couch, like he would like jump in between us and we'd like stare at me and then he would like stare at her. And the only thing I could do was I realized he was deathly afraid of oranges. And so I would peel oranges and I would like put the peel around us like a circle of protection so that he wouldn't put his like face or his butt in my face. And I can like (laughs) hang out and watch a show with, uh, with my wife. And so that story was about boundaries. And then, uh, in, in my fashion, which you find out a lot about in my blog, then I created a set of door knockers to go with that. So there's a lesson in boundaries. Like I set a boundary because I don't want to smell dog, but while I watch a, like my rerun of the X-Files <laughs> and here's some fun door knockers that you can use also. So after a few months of doing that, I, I was thinking it's time for something different. It's time for something more. And I wasn't actively trying to grow my audience. I didn't know what the next step was. And I went to bed with the intention of, all right, universe, if you have anything to share with me, I would love to hear it. And sometimes I get nudges overnight in dreams. Sometimes I wake up and I'm like, oh, that's, that's it. And about a week goes by, nothing, nothing happening on the dream front, nothing happening on the, the other, the front of when I wake up, then I opened up my email and one day, and then there was this email. Do you want to write a short book? And I was like, oh, short book. I could write a short book. Long books are very intimidating. I have a tendency of just buying, like, I'll look at how long a book is before I buy it. Cause I don't, uh, they just are more, much more intimidating for me. And I said, all right, I'm going to write 
I'm going to write a book. I don't know what it's going to be about, but I'm going to write a book. And then once, once I got in, into this book group online, it was Don Montefusco's one short book community. I woke up one day and there had been a, a voice in my head that says, you need to start at the start. You need to start writing at the start. And no, that wasn't at my birth, <laughs> but it was at the start of my journey of self-awareness. The start of when I started waking up. One of the quotes that uh, is one of my guiding lights that has seen me through um, 10 years since that start of that journey, or I guess it'd be 13 since the beginning of that journey was don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive because the world needs people who have come alive. That's by Howard Thurman. And that has been my, one of my guiding principles of my journeys, like what wakes me up, what brings me joy. And so at the start of that process was when I, I said, all right, so I'm, I'm starting at the beginning of my journey when I was a stay-at-home mom with two toddlers and enormous loads of cloth diapers I was ironing toddler clothes, which is, you know, as we all know, ridiculous. I recently bumped into my doula in town. She was like, Heidi, you're the only, only client I ever had who, when she was in labor, she organized her refrigerator. It's <laughs> because you are unique. <laughs> I was, I was using all of my superpowers and very, perfectionistic ways. So, um, so that I was kind of, I was hidden. I was hidden. I remember taking pictures of the kids. I would do like a weekly slideshow for the grandparents of my children when they were for their first, like four years of their life. And I did this weekly slideshow. I remember just taking so many pictures and every once in a while I would say like, I wonder when was the picture that I was lost in? Why am I never in the picture? And I would just think about that, but I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't woken up yet, but it was there, right? Those little, those little nudges were there saying like, it's time for you to be in your life. It's time for you to be in the picture. And only through a series of incidents with my toddler son and, and my husband at the time, was I able, were they dramatic enough and scary enough to wake me up and say, Hey, this is not right. You got to do something about this situation. If not for yourself, for your children, and you got to start to, to use some, some skills that you don't have yet. So it's time to wake up. And thus the, the journey, the journey begins in for crying out loud. <laughs> right. I love that. Um, and, and, and um, I've had the similar kind of 
wake up too. And because I'm a journaler. Um, and I remember one morning I woke up and the thing that came out was arise, O sleeper, it's time to awaken. And so I, yeah, <laughs> I wow. totally resonate with what you're saying. And I really believe that um, God or universe has a way of giving us these little nudges, you're like opening the email and you seeing that and going, Oh, <laughs> cause if you're not listening over here, something's going to poke you over here until mm-hmm. it, it gets your attention. I believe love is always leaving us a trail, but if we're not looking for those little hearts, <laughs> then that's when the truth bombs kind of slam us sometimes. Um, but yeah, I love that you recognized that something wasn't quite right even though you weren't quite ready to do something about it, um, you still knew something was missing. Yeah. I always have had in, before I was, before I was woken up, I always had this feeling of, of emptiness. I, I never, until I was woken up, I never asked myself, is this a feeling that I'd like to have, or is this a feeling that I could figure out how, how not to have, or to, to be more full to find what full meant for me to find what not being in the middle of a a room of people and feeling completely alone and isolated. And I'm an extrovert and I love being around people, but I was just so, so empty. It's because my heart was empty. There Mm -hmm. was nothing. It was just a little cobwebs and some tumbleweeds sometimes. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of people out there that may feel that same because I went through something similar too, where I'm just like, is this all that there is? Is this all I'm ever going to have? Is this, you know, this, yeah, the empty, broken, lost, um, disconnected feeling like, is this it? So, so how um, did you reconcile that? Um, (laughs) well, mine was more of a, kind of a slap in the face. My father passed away suddenly and I went through a divorce in the same week. Basically my husband left. He's like, Oh, she's gone. So I can take everything and run. So it was um, a literally a huge rug pulled out from under me. And I'm like, okay, what do I do now? What the heck do I do now? Because I wasn't happy before the rug was pulled out. And I feel like, you know, there was little nudges along the way, but I just wasn't, I wasn't connecting with them in the way that to push me. So it took a huge event. Um, to really open my eyes to go, this isn't what I want. This miserable life that I'm living in. I don't, what do I do with this? And so, yeah, I started, that's when my journaling started. Um, oh, so you hadn't been journaling before then. No, so, not it, before so that. It, it woke you up enough to, to start to look inside. Yep. That's impressive. On. You knew how to, you, you went to journaling. It's a crazy, <laughs> it's just one of those things that, um, I remember reading the book. I love to read. Um, I'm not afraid of the big books. <laughs> I've always like, they're like, even in like school when you had to do book reports and everyone would go to the library and they pick out these teeny thin books. I'm like this monster sized book because I just love to read. You're like um, one I'm for just, war and peace, please. Right. I know one for a 5,000 page. I'll have this read and bookmarked, you know, I just do. I read everything. I'll read magazines, boxes of cereal. It doesn't matter what it is. I'm reading it. Uh, I just absorb information, but there was a book. I can't remember what it was called. I didn't like the book. The only thing I liked in there was it said to take a pen and say, okay, God, here's this pen. Tell me what you want me to know. And so that was the idea, I think in my head where I'm like, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to take this pen. I'm going to say, what do you want me to know? And it just opened up this whole new world. 
of truth bombs and heart nudges galore <laughs> and a lot wow. of cleaning out my closet of junk that I kept piling up um, where you felt empty. I felt so overfull of crap, like all those yeah. lies that I had been holding on to the abuse and trauma that I went through was just piled down. I didn't know how to deal with all those emotions. So I just kept shoving them down. So I had to literally pull all those out. <laughs> so yeah. I had to clean out before I could yes. put new in. So it was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You cleaning out reminds me of what I, so I didn't know how to feeling the empty. I think for me was repressing, had a lot to do with repressing my emotions and through the, through the book and, you know, through life, I, I didn't automatically, I didn't go to journaling. Journaling would have been a, I did more advanced skill for me at the time, but I did, I was pretty isolated. So once I found a friend, sometimes we would hang out and have like a, a beer. And when I would come home, I thought I would just go to sleep. But the next, next morning, my friend would text me. She'd be like, Oh my God, that was so amazing last night, Heidi. And I was like, what did I do? <laughs> I, I wasn't even drunk or anything. And I would send her poetry. I would wake up in the middle of the night and the words would just start flowing out. And I didn't even have a vocabulary for feelings at that time. So my feelings would have come out more in metaphors. Like, um, my heart feels like the sun on a warm summer morning. Like, so everything, everything, it felt like a metaphor because I didn't have any other vocabulary. And so once I started doing that and doing, I was doing poetry on a, on a regular basis, I could, I could kind of feel that I could feel something coming. I didn't even know it was an emotion. I could feel something coming and then I would write a poem and then I would feel better and I would feel more connected because I think part of that emptiness, and I don't know why it, I always felt so much more empty when I was in rooms with people that emptiness was because I wasn't connected with myself. Mm -hmm. Yep. I was going to say that. <laughs> it has nothing to do. Yeah. It had nothing to do. And during, during the book, I, I was able to combine doing my poetry and I was in uh, pastoral care. I didn't know about therapists at that time. So I was seeing my pastor and he came out, I don't know if his eye or he came up with this metaphor called the feelings parfait. He's like, you know, when you, when you have a feeling, the goal is to, to be able to write that poem about it. You don't know what it is. You know, it's something that comes at you and you write words down. And the goal is to write the words down and not say like, oh, I'll deal with you later. And like, oh, I don't like that. I don't like those words and I'm going to push you aside. The goal is to, to write those words. And that's kind of like each of your, each of your poems is a feeling that you're having. And so you're having like a, it's like you have a feelings parfait. And every time that you write a poem, you accept putting those feelings in your body and accept them. So, um, so throughout the, the journey of the book was my first foray into actually incorporating feelings into my life yeah feelings are rough so, when um when you're not sure what to do with them 
Uh, and mm. yeah, I relate to that because I shoved mine down. I didn't want to, I didn't want to feel what I was feeling. And so I was always, always busy and just shoveling them in. And I feel like the love piece, like I said, the love always leaves a trail for you. The poetry was love expressing itself through you, even though you weren't even aware of exactly what it was trying to do, what it was trying to show you. But I've seen some of your poetry and it's beautiful. And it's like, I'm tearing up. Like I'm feeling the, like the, the love that was coming through the words that um, you were writing. And yeah, we all have a way of expressing ourselves, and it's, our journeys are beautiful. And I think sometimes we get caught up in that. And I've really come to find that that feeling empty. And I really relate to being in a room full of a thousand people and I could feel completely alone was that disconnection with self, with soul, with love, with purpose, with the unique, beautiful design that we all were created in. And it is so important because of those times when we feel like we don't matter, we do because we are a piece of the whole. And if we're not being our beautiful um, uh, beautifully designed people that we are, then yes, we're disconnected from ourselves and it doesn't, <clears throat> it doesn't feel good. And I think other people pick that up, but when we're, you know, living in that joy and the love of who we are and our light is able to shine out, that affects the whole, everything we do affects the whole. Oh, and I think I people so, yeah, so get stuck. Agree. Yeah. And I've always felt that when, when I first started on this journey, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this writer thing. And at some point I'm going to have to talk about right now, I'm just putting things on a blog, but I'm going to have to tell people about this or have, you know, promote myself. And now I, and, and then I used to start to compare like, oh, do I need to do it like this person or that person? But once you give yourself the permission to own who you are and what your impact it can, could be, and will be if you share your light. And if you shine your light, it gives people the permission to do that. And I will tell you, so I've had uh, pretty, pretty steady friends for the past 10 years. And I've started to go on this, this new, very new journey and I've started to see shifts and brave changes and lights getting brighter within my orbit. And if that is why I'm here, then that is so, so much enough. Just, just to be able to be in joy and shine my light so that others may shine their lights too. Yeah, I think that's just... That's so important. So it's your God-given responsibility to figure out what your light is. If you, anyone listening needs to hear this, it is, you are worthy of finding and sharing your light. And that is enough. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's why you're here. And, um, and, I, and I've had this conversation with people about their purpose. And I'm like, you, you are the purpose. You're that, you're that unique. Your purpose is why you're here. It's not something you find, it's something you are. And you can't mm -hmm. be that if you're not being you. Mm -hmm. So it's so important to embrace and love all that you are. And that includes all the things that you feel that you maybe did wrong or didn't wish you wouldn't have done or would have done. All those things are still pieces of you. 
And I really believe there's a lot of, there's no right or wrong things. It's just a learning. It's their staircase. It's like a staircase you're climbing through your life. And when you realize you have those aha moments, you're like, oh, you have two choices. You either go, oh my gosh, I blah, 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 and pull it and go down what the rabbit hole. And I love that you also say rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Or you go, okay, this happened. I, under, I can understand it. I'm going to learn from it. Um, what does this mean for me? What is this doing for me? And then use yes. it as a stepping stone. I love that. I love that. I've also, people often say, Heidi, why, how are you? how are you so positive about everything you've been through now at the start of my journey? Right. So I've been through divorce, but I've also been through unemployment. I've been through a pandemic like everyone else on this planet. And I, in the pandemic, honestly, I mean, though it was a stressful time for me, I found immense amounts of joy. And you get to this point where no longer do you go through the motions like, okay, I have to do self-care because everyone tells me how to do self-care. So you get to the point where like, you're doing self-care. You're like, oh, this feels kind of good. And like, I'm going to kind of like speak up for myself in case I have these responsibilities that come up and I don't want to do those because I know it's going to impact how I feel about myself. So I'm going to speak up for myself. And then somehow you move into this other, this other place where you unabashedly and unequivocally will, will say, yes, I I do love myself now. And I'm going to go do these things because wait, wait, I believe in myself now. Where did that come from? I was just trying to find like not feeling miserable, but I've been on this healing journey and somehow I found, I found belief in myself. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's that connection. Um, Mm -hmm. Cause we're already worthy. Like yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just, and, and I was, I was sharing with a friend the other day, like we're all born with these covers, right? They're just thrown over us. Like what society wants us to do, what our parents want us to look like and be and, and act like, and what kind of job we want to get, like, like, you know, what our friends want, just all these covers. And we're not born without these covers because if we were just born into our bright lights, we wouldn't trust it because we're humans and we ha- we are all wired to go through like a painful experience. And only through that experience, are we going to trust that at the, you know, that takes some work to uncover and we're only going to believe it after we've gone through that work. We're not going to believe it if it's given to us. So we all have that light and we're all worthy of that light. And we all have the responsibility of learning what those covers are and taking them off. I'm just going to get off my high horse there. (laughs) Personal development is for everyone and it's everyone's responsibility. And maybe this is the start of my campaign to get it in schools. I don't know. (laughs) Oh yeah. Don't even get me started with that. (laughs) Let's not go. We'll be here for a really long time. if We go down the education road. Oh my Um, gosh. (laughs) But as a parent, even, um, I've had these realizations and I can, I'll be honest, like I was a crappy parent when she was little because I was so disconnected, so disconnected from love and who I was. I couldn't give her really what she needed because I wasn't giving me what I needed. Um, so as a parent, it's so important to understand that your light is what shines on your children. It is your light that lights them up. Um, and so, and also I had this moment too of journaling, when I journaling with God, it sometimes he wrote, he'll remind me, he's like, she's not yours. She's mine. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, so I don't get to decide. Yeah, I may have these hopes and dreams for her, but at the end of the day, she has her own beautiful journey that is just hers and hers alone. And it was made specifically for her. And so it may not look the way that I had pictured as the mother. Um, we have to learn to even let go. And just like we let go of some of the crap that we hold on to. <laughs> yeah. It's just a part of our process. Yes. Laura, I want to, I want to say something in, re- in response to your, your hard journey, your hard journey as a parent. And I've had a probably a similarly hard journey as a parent. And I've had a lot of like going through divorce and having a lot of mom guilt. Like my kids don't have enough now. I don't know. I went through, I went through years of just looking at the small pile under the Christmas tree. And I would just like burst into tears. Like I, how, how can I give them you know, 75% less gifts this year, are they going to think they were bad children? And, um, I just want to say, Lori, that you were trying your best at the time. Oh yeah. And you did your best and yeah. I did my best. <laughs> we all do and, our best. Yeah. And that, um, just those words, like, was I like, cause I would do a reflection, like, am I, once I got out of the, just the immediate guilt, right. In, after I could look and say, all right, I'm guilting myself and I'm shaming myself and I'm putting myself in a, in like a crappy mom box. All right. I'm going to get out of there. Like, am I trying my best? Yeah, no. And, and it isn't, it wasn't a, a, like a guilt thing for me. It was at one point, but as I've you know learned to connect with myself, I can mm-hmm. honestly say that I did the best that I could at the time mm-hmm. that I didn't know what I know now. So um, yeah, that guilt and shame is not part of my life anymore. And it doesn't have to be anyone else's either. It is a process that you can learn to understand that it's okay to have not been a perfect mother back then. Um, I can forgive myself <laughs> because I didn't know. It's just like, you know, would you thank your child because they tripped when they were first learning to walk? No, you'd go, oh, it's okay. Get up and try again. It's the same with us. Even as an adult, mm-hmm. we try things and we may fall down and we honor ourselves. I think honor was like the biggest thing for me when I started questioning is what I just said to myself, honoring me in any way. And if I could say, no, it's not, then I need to change it. I need to go, okay, what is this about? Why do I feel like this? And then change the words. We don't have to allow our words, even in our own mind to keep dishonoring who we are. Mm. We don't have to do that. We can say, nope, not today. Yeah. Yeah, We might not have been the first ones to put ourselves in those jails, but we are certainly have been, have been doing it a lot longer than anyone else has. Mm-hmm. Like I, I always tell my kids, like you're punishing your, you're trying yourself like hundred thousand times for one crime mm-hmm. in the United States. That's illegal. You only get one time. Right. So let's think about it. <laughs> let's not, don't keep going down that rabbit hole, that rubber yeah. hole. Is, we don't need to do that, but yeah. 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 And that's, and that's a, that's a hard one. But it's so so worthwhile to say, all right, I'm going to forgive myself. I'm going to love myself where I'm at and where I was at and honor, honor myself and honor my journey. We're all on a journey and it's all full of beautiful, messy crap. Beautiful yet flawed. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And that's okay. (laughs) Yeah. We're all, we all got little, little chips in our cups and that's okay. That's beautiful. Um, I love talking to you. I could probably talk to you for hours. <laughs> we'll have to do this definitely again, because we just seem to bounce off each other so easily. Um, and I love that. And just as a reminder to other people, because we are 
There is a law of divine oneness. And I think when Heidi and I are getting to talking, you really can see that because we just bounce that, like that connection. We, how do you know each other that long? This is crazy. I mean, when we sit here and talk, I feel like I've known you for decades. I know. I don't even we're think we're it, old has friends. It been a year? Has it been a year? Yeah. I don't even think it's been a yeah. year, but, um, but I love I think we're that. Old soul friends. Yes. Yeah. I think so. We just, like I don't know before. Right. It's like our light was like, I know your light. Yeah. <laughs> I know this light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's been really great. Is there anything else you'd like to share before we get to the end? Oh, I just want anyone who's uh, watching or listening to know that you are so worthy of, of your journey and finding your light, no matter, no matter what, no matter if you, if you brand yourself with any label, just learn to, you know, flush those and, you know, start anew. Every day is a new chance to find your joy. I love that. Yeah. Get rid of those labels. Never allow mm-hmm. someone else's words to become your truth. Give them yes. back. Amen. <laughs> Just picture, give that. it back. Here's here. Hey, I don't want that. Give yeah. That. <laughs> I view labels. Like I have a, an exercise. I'm going to make a little printable for called the post-it note exercise. So it's practicing oh. making those labels semi-permanent. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that idea. Post-it notes. <laughs> yeah. The post-it note. You got to make that one a post-it note. Yeah. And decide if it even needs to stick on you or not. Yeah, we don't. Need, sometimes yeah. you need to write it down. And be like, mm, yeah, I don't even like that one. It's not even worthy of a note. Yeah, so, yeah. Let it's it float away. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> it was so great talking with you. This has been great. Um, Yay. Yeah, I loved hearing. And I know that you probably have tons more to thumbs and, and heart nudges. So we all definitely have to do this again. Yes, yes. And if anyone <laughs> wants to know any more about my book, they can go to HeidiEster.com forward slash free chapter to get a free chapter of it. Ooh, nice. And you'll want the whole thing after you read it. <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't stop. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for coming and listening to this amazing, beautiful friend of mine, Heidi. I just adore you. <laughs> oh, I love you too, Lori. That's great. Bye. <laughs> Love is like a symphony. It soothes the weary soul. It connects you to all that is right and true. It connects you to yourself. The notes of love, a trail you follow, that leads you on a beautiful journey into yourself. Love is a guide that leads you home, that leads you forward, that leads you exactly where you need to go. Everything you are is found in love. Love is found in you, in all things. Love is a connector, a catalyst that breaks you free from that which holds you but has no right to. Love is the key that unlocks every chain, every door, and unbinds what should never have been bound. Love speaks to you in heart nudges to gently show you where to go. Love never gives up on you. When heart nudges are not enough, love will drop a truth bomb on you to get your eyes to focus on the truth. Truth bombs light you up from the inside out like a flash of lightning, quick and straight to the point meant to jar you into action, move you away from complacency. Love will never let you go, no matter what you feel was done in error. No matter how much judgment you heap on yourself, love never goes away. Even if you let go, love is still holding on to you. Love is forgiveness. Love is strength. Love is surrender. Love is you. All that love is, is yours. 
Love is wide and deep, never ending. Love is soul healing. Love endures forever. Love is your journey, and every journey has a story. Listen in for every episode is a story of love found through truth bombs and heart nudges. Stories that inspire not just the speaker, but all who listen. Find the magic of you in the love. Love's whisper is calling out to you, longing for you to embrace all that you are and follow where love leads. Your purpose is great and found within love's story of you. Join me each episode and allow the words of love to enlighten you to truth, wisdom, honor, and inspiration. For the answers are found in love's truth bombs and heart nudges.